Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I'm your host, Sean Siriani. Today we got a great episode for you. Two returning guests. One, my man, Joe Cash, musician, director, and a brother to me in all my videography travels. If you listen to my original episode with Joe Cash, you would know me and him. We film a lot of rap battles. King of the Dot, GZ Battles for quite a number of years. And the other guests joining with us, we've met through that, an event called The Wave. Last weekend was The Wave 2. And throughout the year, this guest has moved up the ranks in the battle rap universe. From the GZ stage to the King of the Dot stage. But he came out to The Wave 2. All the way from Staten Island, New York, just to show his support. And he is another returning guest of this show as well. It's our friend, Eddie I. This is such a great conversation. We talk about so many diverse things. We dive into both their creative processes as songwriters. We talk about video games, competitive fighting games different inspirations for different art forms and we give you a behind the scenes look into the battle rap universe and i know a handful of people who listen to this show might not be too savvy on battle rap but you are going to learn from the production staff and to the in-ring talent we're all like this one big family but when you see what we produce, it looks like the meanest shit ever. <laughs> and uh, and I feel like you only seen these things on YouTube. You'd be surprised how much love and just even layers to this niche culture there is. And yeah, you're going to hear all about that. Also, a shout out to our sponsor, the Pacific Junction Hotel. Um it is a bar. It is attached to the studio where I record my podcast out of Girth Radio. And I just want to send my love to all of them. Thank you to Saxon. She was working the bar that day. I had Eddie and Joe in. And even record. I recorded some other episodes that day. And she just set such awesome vibes. It took care of me and my guests. And I just want to say I appreciate that. And also much love and shout out to King of the Dot Rap Battles for bringing us three together. In this weird path of life that we walk. Anywho, I'm done for the intro. And, um... Oh, wait, wait. No, I'm not done. Just a reminder for people who are listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you go to our website, www.girthradio.com, there will be a page for every episode. You'll see pictures of Joe and Eddie in the studio. And links to all of their shit. There's going to be a lot. Lots of music channels. Twitch channels. You'll see Eddie's battles. And yeah. So that's all I got to say for now. And here's Joe Cash and Eddie I coming at you right now. Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. 
when you guys write a song, does the the hook come first, or is it like a melody, and then you kind of like piece the words together? It's always intrigued it's me. Like always different. It depends on like just how you're feeling. It's certain like I, you you make your own beats, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like I, he can definitely understand in the sense where like sometimes you'll have the beat in mind first, and that's like what you're building around, or you'll have an idea and you build a beat around that idea. So it's usually like like the hook is usually the basis of where you start but sometimes i've had verses that were just there and then i built after that or it's just it's weird mm. you don't know where you're gonna start from man it's it's like it's it's it varies yeah yeah what yeah, about you Dallas? yeah it's funny actually that like basically exactly what eddie was saying it's kind of like uh a lot of the times i'll start writing like putting a beat together or even just jamming out on piano or guitar or something and then i realize i get a little progression going i realize hey I have some lyrics I wrote like a month ago that might actually work for this. And then I take, I might take those and start altering it or I'll come up with a hook just with a little chord progression. And then that kind of builds the, builds the song around that, so mm-hmm. to speak. But, uh, I, I don't know. I find it is a, it is a weird process. Like you never really know yeah. how a song's going to start and play out. But like, you feel it in your soul. Yeah. 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 You feel it. You feel it. So do you feel like. That soulful feeling are always like the hits, and maybe like something you're trying to force, like doesn't come out the way you want it to. Or, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm guilty of like sometimes having like an idea that I started, and I'm just like I go for it because I started it, and it's just, yeah, like, yeah, like. But I've learned sometimes it's better to just let them go. But, yeah, like yeah, it's usually that feeling you get. That feeling you get, it you won't. You'll be sitting there prepping your song, and you'll just you'll just realize, oh shit, I'm, I'm almost done with it. Mm-hmm. Like, because you already yeah. had so many ideas pumping through your head, and you put them all together, you're like, oh shit, I'm I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like some songs just take forever to work on, and you know, it's just I don't know, mm-hmm. it, it, it changes up. I've had uh, moments with experimenting with stand-up comedy where, like, I'll have this concept in mind, but it becomes like too forced. It just fucking bombs, and then something I'll think about, uh, like, it's just like something that comes to me out of nowhere turns into like like it, fe- it felt like i didn't put the work in but that's the one that hits and like people are cry laughing and shit like that so it's interesting to kind of like hear your perspective on music and like the natural ones like yes just being the bangers and- it's funny that you actually say that too with like you know one that you really didn't like think too much of and people end up loving yeah yeah my favorite songs that i've written have always been my least popular ones amongst everybody yeah yeah right <laughs> Every Facts. right, and everybody Facts. be like, "Yo, I love this song by you," and it's like, "I never want to hear that song again." <laughs> <laughs> the ones that just like, "Yo, I hope you guys like this one because yeah. I really like." Yeah, this yeah, one. yeah. This is the most important song I've ever written, and it's like two hundred views uh, versus like your like I average like I don't average many, but I'm probably around you like between eight ten k and yeah, stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, for like music anyway, and it's like. It's literally that kind of thing. It's like, oh, here's a song that I wrote that means so much to me. And everybody's like, yeah, okay, it's okay. <laughs> and then here's a song I wrote like three years ago that makes me cringe every time I hear it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's still my favorite song of yours, man. <coughs> no, it's like, dude. What's cool uh, about the Joe live show, too, is you guys are going to hear some of his tracks on this episode. Fact. But when you see him live, you totally switch it up like... For example, like one recording, you'll be it'll be recorded with piano, and then you play it live, and you're doing it with a guitar, and maybe it's up tempo, like a sad song's like really fast, and 
like vice versa the the upbeat ones will be like really slow and like it's cool how do you do that uh for yourself to keep it interesting or is um, it just I, I kind of well i like i've always played in bands and stuff so yeah like i'll have the live band and Sometimes it's just kind of, a lot of the time it's just Brad's fault. He starts rushing shit. Brad's yeah, my drummer. the drummer. <laughs> he just starts rushing shit. Shout out to like, Brad. Then it's like, yeah, shout out to Brad. He's Call me you bastard. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's like um, my main thing for uh, playing live with the band versus like, you know, having a lot of my recordings, just piano and vocals or more simplistic stuff is I like to give people like a different, I like to give people a re- more of a reason to come see me live. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, hey, you've heard the song, you know, however many times, which is piano and vocals, but come out to my live show, hear me play it with a full band, upbeat and like groovy, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's Such like a dope thing, yeah. That's, that's really <laughs> yeah, it's gangster. And, it's like, <laughs> and so it's like people are like, oh, you know, I've yeah, I've heard your stuff, and it's like, but have you heard my stuff live? And then they come to the show and they're like. Yo, this is actually really cool. Like, it's a cool experience, right? That's something yeah, yeah. I haven't actually gotten down. That's a really fire approach to that shit. Mm-hmm. I haven't really figured it out. And it's it's like, I, I want to do something cool like that. I want to work with a live band for a lot of my music. It would be a really sick approach, nice. you know? I think that would work really well yeah. for you, too. Yo, and I, I, yo, I have such fire ideas, but I would love a consistent band for that shit, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just hard to find people who would, like, sit there. And sometimes it's just like... I have really like ambitious like Kanye West esque crazy shit. Like, <laughs> nice. Like, 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 I just like hope, bigger than Yeah, like, so like I don't know, man. Sometimes it's just just don't know who's on the same wavelength, but that is so fire just imagining that. That's like, crazy. The next time you're down here and you got like more time, you, you should uh introduce them to your whole camp, Joe. Like uh, yeah, like uh the St. Andrews band and make man. even Piff Break Arcade, the punk group or whatever, like because yeah. you guys like especially like Piff Break, they're uh, they're a punk band, but uh, Dustin, the singer, he's like very hip hop influenced and everything too. So, oh yeah, I think Eddie would like just mix in like as like a human being with these people and like yeah, and that's yeah, the thing. yeah. It's like that's the thing too. Is like with my shows, actually, it'd be great. Like next time you're up here, Eddie, if we even tried to like book a show out yeah, here dude, or something, if you're feeling up to it, you know, because even like you when you were at my release show, yeah, yeah, I had Lex Leosis open. She's yeah, uh, rapper, she's a dope rapper. Yeah. Um, I had uh, St. Andrews perform, and then I performed, and, like, I like doing my shows and having, like, a little mix of everything going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned, right? like, your set as an experience, but, like, how you even get down to booking shows is a full experience of, like, you're not seeing the same thing over and over, where I find a lot of people in this town, they'll book a show, right. and they'll just get all artists that sound exactly the same and be like, okay, this is our genre. We have to do this. But and sometimes, yeah. like those artists they book aren't like. I mean, no disrespect to anyone, but they're not like anything like really special or like stuff the audience hasn't really seen before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I don't care what kind of music you play if you're playing on my show. If you're dope, that's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. People are gonna fuck with you if you're dope, and that's all I want. I just want people to enjoy dope music. So yeah, we gotta. We'll figure that out. Yeah, definitely. that's sick. In to. total respect to Eddie, he just busted out a Nintendo Switch <laughs> as we were talking. I was about to ask what that was. I'm so out of the video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Nintendo Switch, bro? And it's like, yeah. yo, that's fire. And yo, when we're done with this shit, we can play. We can play uh, Dragon Ball Z. Like, yeah, yeah. Two yo, oh my god, that's two. Yeah, it could be yeah, two yeah. That's two. Wow. So Joe, actually, t- so this is like uh, the new Nintendo console. Like, it's that. And you can plug it plugs into your TV. Now too. you can like it's a dock, and you just 
you put in the dock and, and now it's on your to, tv and then when you're like off the plate off the tv and shit and like somebody's trying to kick you out yo dude i can i could be a fucking sponsor for nintendo bro. yeah don't yeah even, don't even get me started <laughs> yeah like, i could like first off you have the dock, right? Right. Sitting there, you're playing on your TV, enjoying yourself. Right. Your mom comes in. Hey, fuck that. I'm trying to watch TV. Yeah. I want to watch my soaps. I'm trying to watch the soaps. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck you, mom. Shit. And then you got to leave. Now you got to leave. You don't got to do nothing crazy. You just grab your tablet. And, you, and then and it's, it, it it's continues there. on the screen from there. the TV. And it's nice. This is the console. This is the console. This is not yeah. like just the screen. Everything is here. The and games, so it has all the updated graphics. Like This is yeah. a game. But My mind is blown. Yeah, yeah. You ever play Skyrim? Uh, I, I have once or twice. I'm familiar with it. I'm Skyrim's very familiar with this. it. Really? And it's this. What a little, time little to be alive. Bro. Yeah, yeah. The little cartridge. The whole Skyrim experience on the fucking go. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. That is crazy. And uh, you had like a traumatic experience lately, yeah. too. Oh, my yeah. God. Kill me, bro. I'm still... Uh, okay, listen. Yeah, because I, I didn't even hear about this at the Dude, event yesterday. So, but you you just saw how small the games are, exactly. and for people at home, it's listen. an SD card. Right. Yeah. About the size of a fucking Listerine tongue strip, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Each one of those is like eighty dollars like, plus tax. Like, yo, so all the new Zelda, Mario's, everything. I lost six of them on <laughs> oh the plane God. here, and I just bought Mario Kart. <gasps> I just bought Mario Kart the day before my flight so that I could play with my friends while we're here. Like, for this specific yeah. situation, while we were sitting at the bar, I would have busted out the Switch and played Mario Kart with y'all niggas. But you know what? Fucking airplanes. <laughs> the fuck? And you know what? I can't, And it's one of those situations where I can't even blame anybody else but myself. Yeah. Because, like, it was on my person. I should have been more careful. But fuck, man. That's not a lesson I wanted to learn on an airplane. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not something I wanted to learn, you know? Uh, That's it. Six games, bro, all at once. At all at once, and they're gone. And I have to rebuild my library. You know how painful it is to buy a game that you've already owned at the same price, at the same price point? Yeah, yeah. $60 for Legend of fucking Zelda. And it's like, I'm not going to not get it, bro. It's one and of the greatest games not, I've ever played. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got like, your save. <laughs> a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, 60 bucks doesn't seem like much. But it's like... Bro, I'm broke, nigga. We're yes, artists. Right? <laughs> we're starving artists here. Yeah, yeah. It's like, where our hobbies already, you know, take up enough of our time. It costs yeah, us so much. We're, man, we're putting money sucks, into it. Man. It's trash. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Damn. Fuck, man. <laughs> and I'm just uh, heartbroken, bro. Yeah. Heartbroken. Oh, I can imagine. Like, I had... It, it, and the thing is, if I would have realized this, maybe, like, when it happened around that same time, like, if I just got off the plane and shit, it would have still been a shitty situation. But, like, I could have assessed it and, like, figured it out, did something. But I found out as I was already in, like, you know, I was comfy. I was where I was supposed to be staying at for the night. And uh, I'm like, yo, hey, what are you what are you down for? You want to play some video games? I brought my Switch. Mm-hmm. Pop the games in. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to play this anymore. I'm going to switch to, you know, Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. And I'm out here looking. I'm just... Oh. Fuck. Where's Mario Kart? Where's everything? So did you just have it, like, in, like, a little, It was a little case, bro. Like, so so just think about how small these little games are. The case itself, about this, like, the length and width of my phone, Mm -hmm. gone. Yeah, because I have a case for my SD cards. Yeah, about... It's like an SD card case. All the time, I'll be like, Where, "Where is it? Where is it?" Ripping my backpack apart, and it's right there in my backpack. I just can't see it because it's not actually that big. It's just this little case thing. Yeah, and dude, it's like, it, this time fuck. it was actually not there. <laughs> it was yeah, gone. Yeah. God dang. And Eddie, you're kind of like me. Like uh, it seems like video games have always been a big part of your life. Like, <sighs> dude, do you, 
Do you remember like your first system or uh, SNES? SNES, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been playing video games fucking all my life, dude. It's been like, if if anything, I could say is my love besides the obvious, like the the, the hip hop battle rap. Like and yeah, like it's always been video games. Do you find it's like just the go-to when you need a reset yeah man it's like when i was a kid i relied on it a lot more for some reason now i don't have like too much time to play and it sucks because i always told myself that oh man i'm never gonna be like those guys you know like (laughs) i'm always gonna want to play video games yeah 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 and it's kind of sad because it's like fuck is this what growing up feels like like Mm -hmm. is this what adulting is like you just don't don't have the time to play video games and when you do you're tired yeah it's like it's like bro i can't and and honestly i blame also this new this new age of technology bro and i sound like a fucking loser when i say that because it's like like my attention span is just everyone's attention span naturally is just oh it's shorter yeah Yeah. so like every time i'm playing video games like i find myself double the amount of time that i was playing the game i'm on my phone so like Mm. i take a break and i'm on my phone for like an hour or two and then I finally go back to my game. And by that time, I'm already tired. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, fuck it. I'm like, I don't even have the time. To and even it's crazy how much the video games are now connected with social media, with the rise of Twitch. And also, you got the the Switch out here. Yeah. Uh, and there's a button where you can take screenshots. Right there. Just automatically. And you can Instantly. just send it online and see what you're doing. Like Sharing what everything. Is- and yeah. This is blowing my fucking mind. This whole switch. <laughs> yeah. Everything is, is sharing. Everything. All media has become like the default. Like it's supposed to be the natural thing. Like the new PlayStation has it. The Xbox has it. Now this has it. It's yeah. just supposed to be ease of access. You connect your Twitter with everything and just boop, the press yeah. it a button and it's all up to, uploaded. And, and it's just kind of going with the waves of how we like are yeah. like as a society where everybody is like. Oh, everything I do, Super I need to connected. take a selfie of it and like Video throw games it out have there. More and yeah, yeah, social now, you yeah, know? yeah. Like it's it, like it was always a social thing, but it was more like a personal type thing. Right. This is like more widespread. You like you share with the world, you know. And it's yeah. Just, back it's, in the day, gamers had the stigma of like just being um, introverts. Yeah, and now it's total opposite. It's like. The nerds have taken over. Yeah, man, they're running the internet, bro. It's about damn time to fucking yeah. yes, bro. Talk. But see, like that's the thing. So, like, as I've said to Sean before, like, I I grew up without video games and without like basic cable. So, like, oh, I know that shit. I know so, like, same. I like had a hoop and a stick. <laughs> essentially, <laughs> yes. I, I used to fix bikes when I was a kid. That that's was, cool. That was my thing, right? Yeah, can't yeah. can't fix a bike for the life of me now. Don't know what happened. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> but uh, but video game wise, like the OG Tony Hawk's one through Underground, that's my shit. Grand Theft Auto, that's my shit. Mm-hmm. I used to love ripping NHL 2006 with my buddy. Duffy. Oh yeah, yeah. That's my shit. Fucking uh, even some Star Wars Battlefront shooting games, and it was never the greatest at. I have terrible hand-eye coordination, which is insane because I'm a camera person. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that happens. Really. So weird, right? Yeah. But so my first, my cousin bought me a system for my birthday or something against my mom's nonstop protests about it. And you know what it was? And I don't even know, like, if uh, a lot of people might not have even heard of it, but Kanye West even made the song about it. Turbo Graphics is what the system was called. Yeah, yeah. It's like an old, uh, like, fucking, Sega type yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And I had Bonk's Adventure, which is essentially Super Mario, but he was this little fucking caveman instead. This bald caveman that would run around hitting shit with his fucking caveman club or whatever. 
my guinea pig chewed through the fucking wire. So that was the end of that. Uh, <laughs> what the system or the guinea pig? That guinea pig was a beast, bro. He lived for like almost nine years. He used to run around the backyard and play with my dog and shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not an exaggeration. I have the photos to prove. But, Chasing uh, the dog. But yeah, and then by the time I got um by the time I think I was in grade eight and my mom's like do you like video games? I'm like, well, yeah. Well, like, what kid doesn't? What 13-year-old boy doesn't like video games, right? Mm-hmm. So she got me a refurbished PlayStation 2 with some Tony Hawk games. And oh, stuff. nice. Yeah. And uh, I ran that thing into the ground. I ran that thing into the ground. But um, I don't know. It's like I've never really had the time or like, my, as, as you said, we broke. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so like my money was always going into music stuff as opposed to like video game stuff, but I still got my Game Boy Color at home. Fuck yeah, yeah. I wish I still And had I rock it. I rock that OG Donkey Kong from time to time. Rock. But uh but yeah, so it's always been something I've liked and loved, but I just wish I would you know what it is? I wish I was better at video games. I no matter how much I play I, I just, like, I don't seem to improve. Oh, yeah, you just kind of... <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where, like, I, I used to... Well, like, it's still at times, you know, like, I'll be, like, the best in the house, you know? Mm-hmm. But then when there's, like, people like, yo, man, I'm, you know, I'm kind of good at video games, you know? I'm like, all right, cool, let's play. And they fucking kill me. And it's like, <laughs> yo, dude, I played... Uh, I, lately, I've been, like, like, really trying to get more and more out there, you know? Like, even when I'm playing video games, I try to brand myself, keep the branding going, and, like, market myself, you know... I'm I'm just who I am, you know. But I just want it to be more of an out there thing. Everybody knows the type of person I am. Yeah, yeah. So I've been playing video games. Everybody's been playing Fortnite, and I got Organic Gully and Bishop hooked onto the game. I seen yeah. you post some of your streams too. It is highly then, entertaining. Yeah, you even had like Big K in there, yeah, and you're all talking exactly. shit. And, yeah, so yeah. I had Big K once, yeah. right? And like, it's we've been so playing. funny the commentary too. Dude. Yeah. We were playing till like 7 a.m., bro. Yeah. And at a point, we just stopped playing Fortnite and everybody else got off. And me and K- Big-, Big K were just like, you, 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 you tired? You trying to go to sleep at all? He's like, no, I'm up, bro. And I'm like, all right, this <laughs> let's I, keep ripping What other it, games yeah. you got? <laughs> so we, so he, he turns out to have Street Fighter. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, man. And he's like, and I'm like, yo, you, you fuck with Street Fighter? He's like, yeah, yeah, man, you know, I'm, I'm all right with it. But, you know, we can still play. I'm like, cool. I'm a, I was like, yo, hold on, I'm going to plug in my fight stick. And everybody, whenever I say I got a fight stick, they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, you got a fight stick. Oh, <laughs> this nigga about to beat my ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no, it's nothing like that, you know. But I, I, I play fighting games, so that's my type of thing. Me too. <gasps> I get on, yeah. What what fight stick do you have? I, I have, like, a small, hoary mini pad. Like, okay. I want to get, like, a, a really nice one, so- like a... I have like the 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 tournament edition one for the street for Street Fighter Four. I want to get like the, the okay. TE2. I got uh, I got the TE two for Street Fighter Five, and what's funny is I tried to order uh, a lesser like cheaper brand like yeah. from Mad Cats like a, just the cheaper edition or whatever, but. Um, Two months go by, I still didn't get my fight stick, and I sent them an email. I was the like, T2 "Hey, is, uh, it has been discontinued, no?" Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's that one, and uh. So I sent them an email and I was just like, "Hey, uh, I paid for this. It didn't come in." They're they're like, "Oh, sorry. Uh, we got something for you in the mail or whatever." So I ordered like the cheapest fight stick from Madcast or whatever. When it finally came in the mail, it was like the TE2 like special edition. Like it w- was like a 
uh, it feels like a hunk of an arcade machine. Yeah. And I was like so happy that they Those fucked up so my good. order. Because like, <laughs> yes. like, like we mentioned many times in this podcast, I'm broke as fuck. It was, <laughs> like, it was like, yes. <laughs> Thank you for making yeah. mistakes. <laughs> so like, I'm not even like that great at the game too, but it's just, it's cool to have yeah, that. Of course, like, bro. Thing, it's yeah. like, it's just, uh, just being a gamer and having something like that is just so dope. It's just yeah. a little better than the average, you know? It's like, it's just, just having that cool bit of like, I'm a gamer. That's like your right. name tag. You feel? Yeah, yeah. But like, I, so like, yeah. I plug in the fight stick, and he's like, "Yo, man, okay." And I'm like, "All right, yeah, it's just gonna be whatever." I like fighting games. That's why I got it. So mm-hmm. we start playing, right? And like, granted, I ain't gonna sound like a hating ass nigga, <laughs> but like, as there's points in time where you like you, cho- you know, there's a character that everybody chooses because you know that's the character. You mm-hmm. know, like it's easy to play. Yeah, yeah. Ken fucking me up with ken and like you know i finally get my i finally get my my moves in or whatever you know he wins a lot with ken yeah who, who do you play in street Fighter? uh in five i main cammy me too me Yo, too my cam- <sighs> bro okay Man, so people one. are not gonna know what we're talking about but v trigger one or two <laughs> uh i haven't gotten to i haven't really gotten into the second i haven't yeah me neither since the arcade edition shit i haven't really gotten uh experiment because i don't have like the the pass i don't have like all these characters and shit yeah yeah it's like i'm kind of this like discouraged you know yeah yeah it's almost like seems like there's one thing there's a problem with that game there's too many microtransactions Uh, that kind of hurts it but like yeah man so i've only really i'm only used to like the original v trigger and whatnot but bro he was fucking me up and then I finally learned, you know, I was getting into it, switching characters. Ibuki is so fun. I love Ibuki. Yeah, I yeah. made sure because she was my favorite in Street Fighter 4. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's got the bombs ooh, and shit. I was spazzing. I was spazzing. <laughs> but, like, but he chose, he chose, like, two of the most annoying niggas back to back, bro. He chose fucking Birdie. And then he chose uh, Zangief, bro. And and just, and do you feel like you can like rock people like that if you choose those characters, but for something in you doesn't want to choose those characters because no, they're I like the cliche? I don't even like, enjoy them. Yeah, I don't yeah. enjoy them. But like, I just hate the whole like I'm gonna grab you and take away 25 percent of your health in one yeah. hit. It's like holy so, shit, bro. So with Cami, you have to push like 50 buttons to like yeah, dude, she's bang like, their li- life she's down fast, but and then Zangief does one move and he like does equivalent of yeah, what you dude. worked for. <laughs> this got real nerdy real fast. Oh, so This got real nerdy real fast. Well, it's, it's funny too because as you're saying because I barely ever play video games <laughs> those are the guys I'm picking <laughs> when I play my homies and my homies used to get pissed at me because I'd sit there and just fucking button mash the <laughs> shit out of everything. Yeah, yeah. You'd be sitting there like, man, aren't you actually going to like practice some proper technique? Yes. Yeah, so- <laughs> oh, yo, it's a fucking video game. Bro. So, so like, the, I'm stoned as fuck. So right the beauty now. of fighting games too, like lots of people mm-hmm. like who master them get into like this flow of technique and they start overthinking of it, and then. People like they'll play a button masher and lose to them. Yes, because bro. they're like, "What is this That's person what... even doing? It doesn't make sense." Bro, like, what I was smoking fuck? people back in the day. <laughs> yeah, button it's, but it's like shit. you just gotta learn. Rather than technique, you just learn fundamentals. Right. Just learn the basics. Like, just be practical rather than doing flashy combos. Because at the end of the day, if you jump. I'm gonna sure you can you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, jump in and you'll get jumped out. Jump at me, bro. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel damn. like that's such an equivalent to like people that get like drunk on power, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they, it's like, oh, I'm kicking everyone's ass, like in any aspect of life, not just video games. And then 
the they guy slip at the up bottom. and jump, and they slip up and jump, and then Eddie Eyes there ready to take them the <laughs> fuck out. Yo, you can. I I also want to talk about uh, too, like uh, how Joe, me, and you first got exposed to Eddie Eye because uh, some people like I probably mentioned in the intro. You you both are musicians, but me and Joe mm-hmm. are also filmers for Battle Rap, King of the Dot, mm-hmm. and. Do you remember the wave one seeing Eddie I for the first time? Yeah, yo, it was funny too because um Woody Smitty, shout out to Christian. My bro. Um he had um been like talking about Eddie I to me for a while. He's like, yo, you and Eddie to should do work. Yeah, yeah, he's been trying to get us to work, right? And so he's like Um, so when I I had heard your name a million times when you got there, but I like I wasn't really familiar with your battles and stuff, like especially like you know doing what me and Sean do within the battle rap scene. Yeah. You, you watch so many battles that you also have like that you're filming and editing. It's yeah, hard that, to especially keep up like. Oh, yeah. uh, also, right? I was relatively new, you know. Like I, I had like right. battles, but just in my like yeah. hometown. And, and after like filming an event and then editing it, like the last thing you want to do on your spare time just is kind of watch some more battles. battles. Like you're yeah. kind of over it. For- and I've so I've started trying to make more of a point to do that now, right? But. uh in walks this guy from fucking Staten Island. He's fucking what? You were nineteen at the time. Yeah, yeah, or just turned twenty. It was one of the two, I think. Nineteen. Yeah, I you were still 20, nineteen. I turned twenty before I battled Shane. Yeah, right. That's right. So kind of um, had a different look, like a well, pink, it's, it's, pink this, backpack. This man walks in with a fucking fire. pink backpack, pink hat, and fucking a fidget spinner. Yeah, yep. yeah. And you know, wraps what? his ass off. And like it was, it was super impressive. Like I, that was the one thing that I remember about the battle was just how comfortable you you seemed mm-hmm. on stage, especially for somebody like newer to the scene at that time. It was just like it seemed like you had been doing this forever. And I don't know like a lot of your background, like as a rapper and everything, and like battling and stuff. Like I don't know if you've been were out battling on like the street corners and like, your homies no. and stuff. Okay, <laughs> so that makes it even, that so makes even, even better. So now I'm even I, like, more impressed. Started, yeah. I like just started this shit, bro. I didn't even think I was going to, I was, I thought I was going to take like two battles and just be like, all right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I just did it for the experience. I yeah. Think. Like I, it was uh, like, I'm going to, it's going to get extremely real here. Yeah. Let's cool. like, go there. Yeah. yeah. Like this is fam. So I'm going to mm-hmm. just keep, like, I, I was dealing with a really dark period of time. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've been dealing with like depression for like as long as I can remember, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, I was like at a really, really low point. And at that point, like I don't really have ways to like put out any sort of like out of that negative energy that that's stored inside you. you yeah, know? yeah, so, yeah. Like, the outlet. Yeah. So right? like at a point, you know, I just figured I'd try it out because when I first met Lex. Uh, I don't know if you guys Yeah, yeah, yeah shout like, out to Lex Luther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luther, bro. He's the reason why I'm even in this shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Because we, um, he saw me at this, at the first show I've ever done. I think I was like fucking 16. In Staten Island, bro, it was a fucking open mic at a, at a jewelry store. Shit. Yeah, dude, on the strip, Highland Boulevard, and like. I feel like that's one of the most New York things I've dude, ever heard. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> just had to throw that out there. <laughs> it was just a fucking jewelry store, and mad people, like, it, it was just so sick. And it was the first time I got to, like, really be out there and, like, show people that I do this in public, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I've been rapping since I was five, but, like, taking it seriously was something I just. I didn't know how to start taking it seriously because I've never been like, I never had a support system around, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like 
doing that like it was the first time and then to to fucking think the first time i finally show myself out there i meet names like paul mars and uh, and lex luther and immediately the next day he hits me up on facebook like yo man have you ever considered battling like, have you ever wanted to try it? I was like, no, thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> really? Me yes, yeah, bro. Yeah. Instantly. I was like, that's not me. I don't, I'm not, I don't like to be mean to people. I'm, mm-hmm. I just want to just enjoy myself, make music, you know? Thank you, though, for the offer, though. You know, yeah, I, was, yeah. I appreciated it. And um, bothered me for two years after that. Two years to get it done. And I finally fucking did it. Like, at that point, I was, like, dealing with a lot. And I just was like... I need to. I need something. Need some you know? outlet. Like, yeah, like I, I, I wanted to yell. I wanted to scream. Kind of just get all that negative energy out. And yeah. I just, it's been therapeutic, man. Whoa, like, yeah. a, and and I, at that point, I just thought I was gonna deal with it for a little bit. You know, like do do like a battle or two, and you know that'd be it. Go back to the music, play video games, masturbate. Repeat. Yeah, just be like the regular fucking teen that I was, and that was it. But at that point, it was a drug, dude. I I addicted to it. Like wow. I could not stop, and it, and it just the feeling that I got after a battle was like ten times more than the feeling I got getting the negativity out in the battle. You know, so like yeah, it's, yeah. Like I realized in in a healing process when you're dealing with depression, when you when like I, bro, I was suicidal, dude. Like I was mm. like it it happens to like the best of us. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I didn't know how to fix what was going on. And it's, it's not always a a sense of fixing. It's just, how do you, how do you move forward and accept what, what you're dealing with? You know, what the cards you've been dealt with. And I just realized yelling, getting it out doesn't do anything because it's just still leaving that hole there. You know, what are you replacing that? Like what you're getting out? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you refill yourself? But with positive energy. Yeah. And it's just like getting up there, rapping saying all these things to this other person is fine and you feel good but afterwards i'm sitting here and like we gain respect for each other yeah after saying such like like crazy shit to each other all these people are like cheering you on yeah it's entertainment to them it's like like, but the second you get off that stage the amount of people that want to know about you want to know your story want to know who you are want to see what you're going to do afterwards that's the type of shit that kept me Mm, yeah yeah like, especially in my hometown, which is why I ride for my city so crazy, dude. Like, and why everything that I do is for them. All I've ever wanted was to be, like, was was to sh- feel real love, you know, and understand what that was. And getting into it and gaining it through one of the things that, like, I love the most. Rap, hip-hop, music, and just being involved in that and gaining so much just from that. It's just, like, I could never replace it. Like, I could never. Oh, and that's such a beautiful it's, thing. And it's it's insane, dude. Yeah, it's that's amazing that you found like this outlet and like almost like just being in that state. Like you want to scream, but it's like productive screaming dude, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine telling else. your mom, your mom sucked my dick, and then yeah. you're like, oh, that was awesome, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they dap you up, yo. You yeah, killed let's it. Let's do a shot. After. I love the like, part when you said you fucked my mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even what I think is amazing is your last battle with. Uh, with Nestle, it's like I've uh, I've had some conversations with Nestle too, and he's like one of the nicest people I met in battle rap. Dude. And then 
you I can say the same about. And then here's this epic battle of people just being mean to each other. But it, it's the two nicest people possible in a ring being evil. And there's just yeah. something poetic about that to me. Like, I can't even, like, fucking put into words. Duality. Yeah. What was the the one line where you, like, you're talking about knifing him in the neck and starting a car or something? Uh, fucking, I said, uh, yeah, that was fire. I said, I'm yeah. the best by a large margin creative with a blade so when i start carving it goes in your neck then i let the shit twist like the car starting <gasps> and the way you delivered that too it was just so like aggressive and the crowd was like oh fuck yeah, that was so funny yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and you were me and you were chilling in the back spot where i was filming there and yeah yeah me. i look over at sean and he's just like screw faced right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit yeah yeah so good oh yeah that was a, that was a fire battle yeah, too, it was, bro. Like, yo ness is the fucking man bro uh, like i wasn't originally excited for the battle because i was just like oh man they're just gonna put us together because we like know how to rippity rap you know both of us known no mm. both of us are known for doing the whole rapping syllables to do that shit i feel like they're not like paying attention to us as rappers and not giving us the right matchups i was like kind of like salty in the beginning but like once the battle was happening bro I was just like, wow, I was so wrong. And, like, I replayed the, the fucking pay-per-view footage so much, dude, to the point where, like, even now, I can rap his verses with him. Whoa, like, yeah, yeah. Yo, dude, like, his shit was so dope. Probably the, my favorite material that I've ever Yeah, he's amazing, me. too. Just so, so, so cerebral good. with everything yes, he bro. says. And, yeah. And, and we uh, we actually working on some music. Ah, nice. Shit. We got some music in the works. It's and it's, sick. like, it's funny because, like, probably the average YouTube fan clicks on it. And they're just like, oh, these guys hate each other. And it's like, they. one thing, what I love about these events, and maybe you can attest to it too, Joe, is like, so you film this and you watch people say like the worst things possible to each other. And then right after we cut off the cameras, they hug, they go to the bar, they do a shot, they're hanging out all night. You see them together at the next event. Yeah. It's like so much love i'm feeding them both drugs and liquor in the same room at the hotel (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) not naming names but (laughs) a lot more people than you think uh no but yeah it's exactly there's a sense of like uh this is really one of the big things i love about the battle rap scene is like there's this big sense of community and like it's like um you see these you see everyone you know a couple times a year at best and it's like you pick up right where you left off. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about that last night, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was with uh, people who aren't even like involved with the production or, or rappers. Or yeah, those just, shout out to Krista to and Aaron. They were, yeah. they we just were out in front of the venue, and they were just talking. Oh yeah, we missed a couple, and they just watch like casually, but they've been to so many shows. They became part of the family. These girls, and yeah. it's like. I don't know, and like we, yeah, like we said last night, it was just like we're just like one big family. And even though I haven't seen them in months, it's like, yo, it's like we're having a conversation. It just, we just pick up where we left off from because we're all, I don't know. There's something about the scene where we're a part of something that's, I know, consistently growing, but it's, I don't know, it's bigger than one person in a way. Yeah, yeah like, you even often feel pe- connected to people that you haven't met in person before and you meet them for the first time. Was it you that was saying that yesterday when we were out front of the venue? You were saying, like, you meet people that, like, you've only seen on YouTube? Yeah, dude, I, I fucking, like, like, I don't know. Like, I guess people would say that I'm, like, you know, I guess a bigger battler now. Yeah, and, like, uh, yeah, definitely, like, I, for and sure. It's, and that's, that's cool and awesome. Like, people, 
people like already know my name as I'm trying to introduce myself, but I'm not like on some diva shit. So I'm immediately like, first thing is, hi, I'm Eddie. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like assume anything. Right. Yeah, but yeah. it's always so sick because I'm like, regardless of what type of battler they are, if they're a big battle or a small battler, I've seen you. You know, I've seen you. I've watched, I watch battle rap. So seeing them in person. The, what what this happened with was uh, the person it was was XQZ. Yes, that's I right. Saw, I saw battles of his, you know, and like he's always been dope, and like he had like a really sick battle uh, with the, uh, Ruin Your Day. They had like a, a title match. He battled yeah, yeah. Calhoun. Shout out and to so, Avocado and yeah, everybody dude, over there. Shout yeah. out to the homies. Although you know? the man. And like uh, I, I saw him there. And so, like, I'd never met the dude before, and I finally met him last night, and it was just, like, I still feel starstruck by people who, you know, you, like, aren't, like, that big yet. But, yeah, like, yeah. I already know he's going to be a star, dude. This shit's crazy. I've watched uh, you yeah, online, yeah. you know? <laughs> so it's already crazy to me. Like, yeah. And it's just, I, I just nerded out for a little bit. Yeah, you know? I, had, I had a moment last night, um, and it was almost, like, the same feeling I had with the first time I seen you, Eddie, and the first time I seen Shoddy P., and you and Shoddy P are both doing very well right now. Shoddy's main pages. But when I saw So Severe perform last night, I was having a moment. Crazy. I'm like, what the, the fuck am I even filming? Like, <laughs> It's like, um, it's beyond like being good. It's like this it factor. And like, you can just see him. Like, it's like, it's beyond like being good at the craft. It's it, just like. Star power. That's what you yeah, were saying yeah, last yeah. night. You oh, called it star power. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, at the end, like. I, I barely had a conversation with him. I just kind of gave him a high five, and I said, "Man, you're a star." Yeah. And there was just some energy to it's that, and like the way he carried himself, and yeah, it's like same with people like I mean, like Eddie, um, people like Jim's, uh, people like yeah, yeah, Jim's, uh, yeah. There, there's and just a lot of the top tier rappers in general. Like, think of how many dope rappers that have come and gone over the years in the battle scene, and even how many like vets there are that never quite got the recognition even though they're fire mcs they're great battlers great writers and everything but it's just and it's it's the same thing with you know the music industry the film industries everything is when you're an artist and especially a performing artist whether it be acting rapping battling just any sort of performing it's like you have to have this as you said, the it factor that mm-hmm. it's like, it's almost something you can't even put into words. It's just you like can't. an aura. Exactly. Yeah. It. It's, yeah. it's your, it's your overall just presence, right? Yeah. It's like, it's the same thing. Like why somebody walks into the room and everybody, like everybody just kind of feels more energetic and stuff and feels yeah, like yeah. it. And then to, to add on to that too, it's like the humbleness, uh, a lot of people's downfall is they let shit like that get to their head and then yeah. it fucks them over in the end. So you mm. still have to maintain that humbleness. And that's the thing. All these people that you meet along the way through um, these experiences like in battle rap and everything, it's the people that you see so many people that are equally as talented, but it's the people that are humble and just have this energy and are just like, it, as you said, it's the it factor and not everybody yeah. has that. And that's, that's part of it. And it's not saying that people without that it factor can't be successful or go on to so do big it, things. Yeah. Right. Like, but yeah, he had, he has it. That was not that was only exactly is he really it. like talented and has that it factor. It it's like, he is humble at the same mm-hmm. time. Like he has everything. Like it's really all that he can do from here is move up skill wise and yeah. that's like that's like not even 
It's 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 this, how much more could you get? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Right? It's scary. All, all he can really yeah. do at this point is learn where he's battling. That's it. Yeah. Learn learn the crowd, and he's just gonna have them in the fucking palm of his hand, yeah, bro. Yeah. He's 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 got it, dude. And yeah. he's just such a fucking solid dude. I I root for him immediately. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it, you, you got you got the support immediately. You could tell. Yeah, for and for people listening at home too, like some people are probably listening to this who uh, don't know too much about battle rap. But I kind of want to explain what this guy did yesterday. Where so these guys kind of know their opponents like a little bit of time ahead, and they'll write like solid material. But this guy started piecing together stuff that was happening throughout the night and delivering it in a punchline, like like, like he he, he wrote it like prior, but. There's no way he could have wrote it because it, it just was, happened. It just happened from yeah. him um, describing the bar. Like it was like a the bar that night was like a window. And he's like, I'll I'll like send shots through your window, like and mention the bar. And uh, a girl choked earlier in the night. He mentioned that. Yeah, I watched. Just, I watched that rebuttal oof. back. That yeah, that yeah. Cash one. What he says like. Uh, I, I got my Yaz. Nina. It's my ratchet. I call her Yaz because it'll make you choke after each round, like Ash Cash or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so for fire. some people listening, they're going to be like, "Who the fuck are these people?" Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. get that. But like, when you see it on YouTube, because I watched that back last night, and yikes, that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Like to just, I don't know. Take I want to see moment. that footage, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have it here, so <laughs> we got your angle here. Mine's at home. Yeah, but. yeah. Good we got shit. your angle yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Joe, you've been like uh, putting together some music lately too, right? Oh my god, it's crazy! Like, so I got like my own like home studio set up now with my homie. Uh, shout out to C, um, great guy, fucking super talented dude. We were actually introduced to each other by a mutual friend because he's like our mutual friend Keelan was like. You guys are the two most fucking talented songwriters I know, so you guys got to work yeah. together. And you we, and you. Within, within, within yeah. two times of hanging out together, like, we're best best friends, essentially, now. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, we got his studio set up in my house and stuff now, and I can't... I have so many songs that I'm just, like, sitting on, and I've been so busy with work and everything, I haven't been able to shoot any videos or anything right i can i take all the time i want to record because i'll be doing it like three in the morning at the end of the night sitting in my house right but uh yeah i mean it's it's gotten to the point where i've actually kind of i've recorded all my demos like you've heard a few of my demos that i've been working on so i've recorded all my demos i'm just gonna get brad to do the drums and then um so i'm gonna do live drums on this one but in the meantime, I've also recorded about like six or seven covers, everything from Hey Ma by Cameron to fucking Fly by Sugar Ray to fucking Old Apartment by Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, and the little Peep cover will be on there too. So I think I'm just gonna put out a little like maybe six, seven song EP of covers at some point this year. That's wicked. Um, yeah, and I know it's in your live show. After. You always just throw a cover there and do it Joe Cash style, which always, is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's um, it's something that I've always done. Like on my first album, I did the uh, Secret French Kissing Society song called I Gotta Move, and it's about living next door to a heroin dealer. Which oh, yeah, I, I, for, I forgot that's not your song. That's a right? punk band song. Yeah. But you kind of like made it your own with like a piano thing. Yeah, I just yeah. thought it was a really dope song, so I did that. And then... Um, yeah, on my second album, I did the Tom Waits cover of I Don't Want to Grow Up. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of something I've always done. And yeah, with my live shows, I'll play my set. And I'll throw like those ones into like my set because it's what people are familiar with. 
But then at the end of the set, I like to play like four or five covers just to get everybody fucking dancing and yeah, extra yeah. drunk for the after People party. like uh, the familiarity type yeah. thing going yeah, on. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, like what do we do? We do uh, Ride With Me by Nelly, Hey Ya by Outkast, fucking... Uh, I'll throw some Post Malone in there if I, if I want. Uh, it, but yeah. that's the thing is like... And it's dope because it's like all acoustic guitar and like right? your soul voice. And, and so like the covers bring back like that nostalgic like aspect of it for a lot of people and stuff, including myself. That's why I do them. Mm. I've always heard songs on the radio, whether it was growing up or even up until recently, where I always have these fuck I wish I wrote that moments. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wrote this fucking song. So other thing I really like to do is cover songs but in like my own way and kind of reimagine them right yeah and like it's What's... like I, okay i didn't write the song i wish i did so i'll just cover it and that way i still like kind of get like i still get the satisfaction exactly yeah. i get the satisfaction of like doing that um yeah but so basically that's what i've been doing um i have so many songs as you were saying i go through Songs and you'll have like ten half songs that you never actually get around to finishing. Yeah, dude, and I have so many songs that I started. It's just like, oh, this is not even exciting anymore. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't even. Yeah, like, push it to the side type of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like I don't like the, it's like I don't like these words. Or like, I write a lot of songs about like, ex- pretty much all my songs are written about two girls that have dated in my life. The only two girls have dated in my life. But then sometimes by the time I'm done a song or starting to finish a song the lyrics of the song are completely irrelevant because our relationship dynamic has shifted in that time and even oh like, okay you know what i mean so i have all so these it like, just doesn't feel that, right yeah it doesn't yeah. feel right or like you just there's no inspiration there to finish it yeah i that's i agree it's like sometimes i'll just start a song when i'm in a certain mind like a uh, mind space like you know and it's just not really like it does it doesn't stay consistent over time like i wish i'll just finish it when i started it and yeah. maybe that'll be a different thing but like sometimes it's just not done and then like a month or two later, I go back to it, and I'm like, I don't even feel this way anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Right? And, and that's the thing, too. Sometimes you have to try and just get through the song because you know it's going to be one of those songs that it's like, I might not feel, I might not even like the song in two months. So i got to kind of try and get this out and get, or at least get this finished. It's usually like that for me when it comes down to certain, like, topics. Like, yes. certain certain types of, like... Certain types of events in my life trigger, uh, like, you know, obviously some certain emotions as naturally as how that works. Right. Um, and at that point, I'll make a song about it. But I'm, me personally, I just have a thing, like, where I just, I don't feel like making certain songs. Like, yeah. Yep. Like, I did. The thing with, with music is it, it doesn't really, like, if you're feeling shitty, it doesn't. Making music won't stop you from feeling shitty. It'll amplify the emotion. You're conveying Ooh, what yes. you're feeling. You're pushing out that emotion and you're making it bigger and turning it into something Facts. and it's just like yeah you're like so you're sad and now you're gonna be a little extra sad because you're making this sad ass <laughs> song yeah mm. so now i've learned and it's like a personal thing for me it helps me finish my songs too i just i like to have fun all the time so every song that i do at least so far i try to make it as upbeat as possible right. even if it's like a shitty situation and like a sad situation talking about you know hard shit i try to keep it at a certain tempo or like a certain sound so like whenever you don't want to have to think about the bad shit you can listen to it as a song and it's just like you can listen to this yeah, and yeah. you'll bump into and you it know what? You know? I, I, now that you say that I get that vibe from your video or like 
the last couple songs that you've yeah. made videos for. Like, 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 like I mentioned, like I always listen to Mask on my like commute as I'm going, and it almost gives me some kind of energy in the morning, and that's why. Like, I'll have my coffee, I'll jump on the subway car, and I'll like, I'll just hit that, and it's just like my head's nodding yeah, like, and it's like gives me a boost but, but like the it, layers of the lyrics are yeah, yeah. I like you I just talk about like you know the first line remember when wearing a mask is like I was talking about you know I, I used to not be happy with the person I was and it's like talking about that is just like I remember having to pretend like I was cool like I was okay you know and now I, right. I shouldn't have to and it's like more of like an uplifting thing I try to like hit the high notes with it like yeah, the yeah. positivity about it you know it's just you know I try to hit like Good shit, because at the same time, you know, last thing I want to do is make more people sad. <laughs> Why would I want to make someone sad? Because I'm sad? That's salty. My mama yeah, tell yeah. me don't let go for nothing, boy. You got everything you need. Girth Radio. Remember when wearing a mask, now I just sit back and laugh Niggas are stuck in the past, now I relax Don't need to hop on the track, unless you pull up with the bag Don't need to brag, I let my city do that I let my city do that, I'm running laps I don't need to run it back, and I don't need to go and act Like I need another to grab my hand and help me stand out Trying to make a couple bands, trying to feed the fan But still I ain't never looking for a handout Get the booking or a standout Steady cooking like the pans out Roach boy to the kids then, but salsa be the man now And y'all don't know the shit I used to go through Oh yeah, cause now I handle shit like I'm supposed to Music be my go-to, oh yeah When they look for statin, guarantee I'll be the nigga that they go to My mama tell me don't let go for nothing, boy You got everything you need So I'ma run the town till my heart stop beating I'ma run the town till I can't keep breathing My mama tell me don't let go for nothing, boy You following your dreams So I'ma run the game till my heart stop beating I'ma run the game till I can't keep Breathing so bowed out Niggas some haters Keeping particular favors Not trying to give us the praises Been going through so many phases Feel like a glitch in the matrix It's funny a nigga my age Considered a different thing And they ain't even know my city the greatest They ain't even know this shit is amazing I'm just a kid from the pavement Constantly chipping away But made the cut like I was gripping the blade My talent got me touching different stages Fucking bitches all the different flavors Nothing different plus my niggas the same And now we be making legitimate paper Oh yeah See, ain't nobody finna KO me. Keep it running to the tank on E. Star gunning nigga Halo 3. Take shots if you aim on me. All good, I don't ever gotta stay low key. Y'all meet at the crib with the HOD. You ain't never seen a nigga this HOD like you. Don't let go for no, 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 no. So I'ma run the town till my heart stop beating. I'ma run the town till I can't keep breathing. My mama tell me don't let go. music yeah. you're good at it though it's i know i know it's like for whatever fucking reason <laughs> i, I write i can write off. some fucking super depressing emo yeah. ass music but i i even if my lyrics remain depressing <clears throat> i've been going to more upbeat stuff recently so like um my one song i played last time i was here yeah yeah uh i still don't have a fucking name for it i think i was gonna call it meant to be but i wrote that song when i was like <laughs> the most depressed I have ever been in my entire life, and that's like sounds like and the the tempo. So one of your happiest songs. 
like it's so upbeat, all major chords. It's like CFG. <coughs> Sorry. That's okay. The spicy ass Caesar is kicking uh, my yeah, ass. Yeah, shout out to Saxon. One of my, she's up. not just the bartender. She's a co-producer of this show. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, my boy made one, like, a song, of, like, that type of tempo, too. Like, and it was, like, a really fucking sad song, dude. Right. Yeah. And I, like, I found myself listening to it the first time he showed me the song. And I was like, woo, this is dope. And it's, like, a, a bouncy song. I'm, like, sitting here, you know, shaking to it. And, like, he plays it the second time. He tells me just to listen to the, like, to the lyrics. And then he explains it to me. And I cried. Whoa. Bro, like, like I was, like... What the fuck? Do you think, like, maybe as an artist, like, uh, that comes out of you at the lowest moment, almost as a personal, like, healing slash defense type of thing, like, yeah. to conquer that feeling? Yeah, you think? man. Like, it's always you always want to like you always want to smile through some some yeah some yeah shit. You yeah. always want to dance instead of cry. You know, it's like and and that, that being an artist, your I've noticed that your your methods of fixing a problem comes out through your music like yeah. you'll you'll give yourself the confidence that you wish you had in the original situation through your music and you find yourself approaching it differently and it just feels better you just you literally just nailed that that's literally how i feel about yeah. that yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, you it's that. interesting too there's there's something that i'm thinking about right now that i didn't even realize till we we're having this conversation right now but uh i just made like one comedy bit that seems to always kill and it was through the lowest, like one of my lowest days. And it was like, I got a letter from like the CRA saying, I owe like so much money I can't even afford. Like yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars. I got I'm that letter dead. last month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, like, I'm not going to like say the whole bit, but it was like, I, uh, I presented it on stage. I'm like, hey, yeah, it's, it's another interesting thing. Like I, uh, I invented a new genre of music today, and uh, I was gonna, I was gonna like premiere it for all you guys. But I got too excited. And I told one of my friends. So I went up to my friend and I was like, "Yeah, buddy, I I, inv I invented a new genre of music." And he's like, "Oh yeah, that's intriguing. What it? What's it called?" And I'm like, "It's called death metal." And he's like, "He's like <laughs> death." Right, I remember that. Bit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, "Oh, death metal. That's been around since like the '80s." I'm like, "No, you didn't hear me. It's called death metal." And he's like, "Oh, what's that?" I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of scream what's written on my bank statements. <laughs> and then li then live, I'm like, I got a new single in the mail. Like, you guys want to hear it? <laughs> and then I actually pulled out this letter. And uh, I had these parts highlighted where it just kept saying you must pay in 10 days. And I'm like, this one's called 10 days. <laughs> it's like, this is the order of collections. <laughs> it's like, payment is required in 10 days. And I just read this letter and like people would just die. But like when I got that letter, it was like such like a heaping like weight of like wanting to cry and yeah. like throw up. And then it just turned into like this beautiful like thing. And that's funny how you mentioned... That song you just wrote, Joe, with the, the so upbeat, I would have never no known unless you told me but that right listen, now. If yeah. you listen to the hook, it's like, I guess um, <coughs> I guess I'll keep on pushing through. I wonder if we're meant to be those people that'll never catch a break. So I'll play until my fingers bleed and sing my songs of sadness. So here's my soul and a couple smokes to take. Bars! <laughs> no, one, no one would ever, hearing the song, especially with the drums and everything and the way I'm singing it, I'm like... Ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, it's like a barbershop right? type. <laughs> yeah, and so like... But that's the thing is... Um, I, I, I started doing that more with my newer stuff. It's just like... I want people to be able to like not 
want to just like drink a bottle of whiskey in a hole in the ground somewhere exactly. every time they hear my music. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I started doing that, and also like my mom always wanted me to do that too. She always liked my more upbeat stuff like Hawaii and everything, yeah, yeah. right? So I'm just trying to get more of that. I stopped swearing, or I cut down a lot of the swearing in a lot of my songs and stuff, which I never thought I'd be able to do because I liked, I actually liked having like I liked being able to say fuck. Facts. In like some really like beautiful sounding so piano good. song, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, where'd that fuck come from? It's like <laughs> from my soul. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I've kind of gotten away from that now too. Just uh, and you know, what? it wasn't even something that happened consciously. Um, I mean, my mom always used to be like, "You should stop swearing in your songs." It's like, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, so I saw so like I wrote a one-two song that I didn't swear in, um, but then I was writing like some of the newer stuff. And I would be listening to them back, and after like listening to it back fifty times, I'd be like, "Hold on a second. Like, I don't even say ass in this song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say darn. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> that started to happen to me too. Yeah, yeah. You feel that yeah, too? Yeah. Like dealing with like you have to put cer- certain songs out. And a lot of songs for like licensing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The less amount of curse words you can put in it, the better. Yeah, right yeah. Now. And like I had to kind of learn with certain songs that they're not out yet but like less curses and whatnot and as i was finishing the rest of the album it's that exact same thing it's just like okay thanks good shit eddie i don't even have to go and like censor it myself it's, i already did it right? as i was going through it that's yeah it. yeah it's, it's not even really like a, it's almost like a subconscious thing that like it, well it is like, i definitely still say curse words it, though. right oh yeah i definitely course. say a, but like a lot as opposed to a million. <laughs> yeah. you know? We're making progress. Right? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll you know bring what? it down to a bunch. Exactly. <laughs> you can't quit cold way. turkey. You know? <laughs> I'm easing my way out. But I also find that gives the songs, like when you do curse, then I find it gives it more impact, right? Fact. And then it seems a lot of people say, like, especially in hip hop, I know a lot of people complain. I don't agree with it, but a lot of people complain that, like, too much swearing sometimes can be a crutch. Which I don't think so at all, because some of the best fucking rap songs of all time are just littered with swearing. Yep, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, um, but, like, I do find, though, like, the less you swear when you do, it gives it more of, like, an impact when people hear that and it kind of catches them off guard, right? Yeah, yeah. It'd be like, I'm trying to think of somebody to compare it to. It's like, nobody's shocked by the fucking Weekends content anymore, right? Yeah. Like, all right, Abel, you're writing fucking songs about fucking movie stars like cool no one cares anymore but then when he di- when he went and did like can't feel my face nobody was really expecting that unless you knew what he was about from beforehand right so yeah. it's like that was such like a fucking michael jackson fucking style song where it's like it was so big and i think it's because it kind of pulled people out of his usual yeah yeah you went to school chair, with right? that guy right yeah yeah, that's yeah, so interesting. In all my class, we have all the same friends and stuff. I still talk to Lamar here and there, his creative director and shit. See them out and about and stuff. Uh, I want to shout out to my homie Meteb from the crew. You punk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was. I mean, that was interesting seeing his success and stuff. And I mean, House of Balloons, his first mixtape, his debut mixtape as the weekend. That'll forever be, in my opinion, his absolute best shit. That's a fucking classic album, especially because it changed and did so much for the sound of Toronto. He's essentially created the Toronto sound out of that mm-hmm. that everyone's emulated for the last eight years, yeah, seven yeah. years now. But 
it's kind of cool what's happening in the city where it's like kind of been ignored and like we'd have like people we would know and so eddie we'd have like our own version of mtv called much music mm-hmm. and they almost they had to play a certain amount of canadian content right and there was like a lot of like rappers on it like a Bishop Brigante, dude. Yeah, like that's a how car- we Bishop, Cardinal yeah. official, Shockler, all those guys. Yeah, the Rascals, and like, all those They guys. would branch out to the States or whatever, but they'd yeah. get way more play over here. And um, It really wasn't until Drake came in and kind of kicked down the... Much music anything anymore? So they just they, don't play music anymore. They did exactly what MTV did. <laughs> yeah, it, so used, exactly. it used to be so cool, like MTV. It was like a party in there, and then... Now all reality television, you walk by the studio and it's just you get this weird vibe from it. It's because even I had um one uh host who used to be on there, he was a character called Ed the Sock. He came in on my show and talked about like the fall of much music. I'm so jealous that you met Ed the Sock, by the way. Like, I, sh- I should have brought you over here. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm so jealous. Again, like another like Canadian wow, staple you know what, guy. So... Finally understand the bar that Pepe just said to me. Was, oh, well, you drop an Ed the Sock yeah, bar on you? Whoa, wait, wait, wait. What did, what did Pepe say <laughs> to you? Yeah. He said, you won't be making much music once I give Ed the Sock. Oh, wow. That's actually Whoa. real fire. Yeah, yo, yo. I didn't realize. I didn't realize. Yo, thank you guys for now giving me that <laughs> lesson. <laughs> now I know. Shout out to Pepe, too. Because I did not fire. understand what the fuck he was saying. Uh, and everybody was like, whoa! Yeah, I was like, uh, what is he saying? Uh, he sa- did he say that in Toronto, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, the wave, yeah. the wave. Shit. Yeah, so, yeah, that's why we all popped, because that's... Uh, that's like Canadian pop culture right there, but it didn't mm. really like branch out. And Ed the Sock is a sock puppet. This, he's literally yeah. a sock puppet on some guy's hand. So in the U.S., you remember <laughs> Triumph the Insult Dog? He had a cigar, and he used to harass Eminem uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So there's a big controversy. Ed the Sock was doing his thing. Sock puppet, cigar in his mouth, kind of same shtick. Uh, Ed the Sock uh, got like some audition for MTV, and uh, they kind of like turned it down or whatever. Week later, Triumph. Triumph came out, so there's like a huge like thing. They just kind of ripped off Canadian content, but because Ed the Sock's not exposed over there, they played it off as That's like crazy. Triumphs, like this whole original thing. But it's like almost the same shtick, but a little uh, ruder. Like so, Triumph was like it like straight up insulting. Where Ed the Sock had like some kind of like wit to it, like he'd still like kind of like knock people down and like bust their balls, but it was like witty. Where Triumph was just just shock value type yeah. thing going on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it, like, yeah, the Ed the Sock show was great. So it'd be him and this redhead broad with big tits. The yeah, the reason that's, that's redhead his... broad with big tits is because that's how she was described. Do you know Ed that's his Sox. wife now? <laughs> oh, is it? Is yeah, it yeah, that's his wife. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so they'd basically, when they'd have the guests on, it'd be like a little talk show, so he'd be behind the desk with her. But the guests would come on, and they'd sit in a hot tub with a bunch of like pretty much almost naked women yeah, in yeah. the hot tub, and that's how they conduct all the interviews and stuff. And hey, this is what I learned from this this uh, interview with him too, and like it wasn't recorded on the mic. But Sammy, who runs Girth Radio, okay. was a hot tub guy for a couple of weeks. So they throw him in the hot tub with a couple of strippers. That's right, because they used to just have like the odd guy that would chill in there. Yeah, yeah. When they didn't have guests <laughs> on, yo, that was such that was so that was so weird. Man, Toronto television back then in the eighties and nineties was so like quirky. It was like. It had this really cool niche to it. And yeah, like, yeah. It, it was, was almost like a little bit of a Wild West to it. And they it just was. let them 
these weird weird weirdos like kind of like go nuts like on the camera and ed was even saying it's like a lot of those segments in between music they had no script yeah and like they kind of like start the live tape a little bit before it was going to air just in case somebody did something fucked up and they needed to censor something and they're just like okay kids have fun and yeah. like and which is crazy which too is, because you see that yeah. shit everywhere now like it's on the internet on but the like internet the but television is dead they yeah, can't do that anymore no you can't do that shit on television anymore like it's just, Toronto television is fucking lame now. Like, no disrespect to anyone that works that I know that works in the television industry here, but it's it, the internet and streaming services and stuff. It gave people a platform to do even more outlandish shit because they don't have sensors breathing down their necks and stuff, right? And it's interesting to see how like stuff like that has become so widely popular now. And even like within battle rap, like. Battle rap's so crazy popular on the internet. Like that Freestyle Friday it was like it was cool. It's they just it's just it weird. Just, it yeah. was just it was the you couldn't swear. You could like you'd get you'd literally get disqualified if you swore. I would love to see like a network like Viceland take Helm and like have like like a a, a fucking like they work with King of the Dot mm-hmm. and have like a, like a show or at least they put battles on Viceland because yeah. that's the type of network that would allow that. And it's shit. possible, you or know like why? Because yeah, like, Vice like, is in Toronto too. They're based out of Toronto, mm-hmm. and I remember one. It was one of the blackouts. They came out and did like a little documentary, and I know I know they had like some clips following Bishop around, and they had like yeah. some stuff with Pass. Wait, I think really? it, it, yeah, I think it's when it, he battled Pass or something. Yeah, it was when he battled Pass. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think Bishop was kind of cheesed about that too because like the guy was kind of act- the the guy I- interviewing him doing the segment wasn't like into battling. Yeah, and it was kind of like the questions he was asking were like just very dumb. Like, like what? Why is it so aggressive? Mm. Why do you guys? Why does it get sexist and stuff? And it's like, listen, bro, it's fucking battle rap, right? Yeah. This, this is what Bishop didn't say that. Bishop played it pretty cool and stuff, but it was like his explanation was just like, "Yo, you know, it's like it's it's like fighting, it's like martial arts. We're warriors, like that's what yeah. it is, right?" But the guy just you could tell had like some other underlying agenda yeah. where yeah, he was yeah. almost trying to make them look bad, like yeah, exploit and, it in a way. Yeah, and like he was trying, he was trying too hard to make it controversial to the point where it was just like you don't even really know what. Like, there, it was never really summed up what the thing was even about. Yeah, it yeah. It just kind of, like, fizzled out at the end. But, like, like, Eddie, you kind of came up with, like, a, a good idea of a platform like that. Mm-hmm. But only if they got somebody in the scene to, like, kind of take care of it. I yeah. think it could do well and really push it to, I like, another level. Like, the right funding, bro, I think these guys who are already doing it, mm-hmm. they just need the money. Yeah. yeah. Like, they'll, I think they could still take care of it and do it right without the need of, like, somebody in it. Because they're already businessmen. They know what they're doing, you know? Yeah. I just think that they need, like, that good amount of money. That's mm-hmm. the hard part, too, though, is finding the people that are willing to invest, like, right? Like, as you said, someone like Vice or HBO or something. Think about it. Like, think yeah. Blackout 5. Right. Imagine how dope, how big that fucking venue was. Fucking backed by OVO. Mm-hmm. Like, Drake. All that shit. Like, and just having that on TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, actually, um, Mass 2, what, I remember watching the pay-per-view, and I was like, 
That would this is cool. a fucking sporting event. I feel like Facts. I'm watching a fucking sporting yes, event on TV promo, right now. The promo for Mass 2 was some of my favorite because they yeah. were like athletes, dude. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like the way that they make these people look, dude. Like seeing this, that's a real pay-per-view event, bro. You could put yeah. that on TV. Yeah, and the quality that like... Specifically blackouts, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I was watching like some fucking... Like uh, it looks like UFC, WE, and yeah. all that shit. Like and even yeah. the way they had, yeah. even the way they had the setup in in the Middle East with um, the banners and the crowd and the lights and the stage and everything. Whatever they did with that, I just remember watching it and I was like, "This looks like a goddamn fucking sporting event that I'd be watching on a Sunday yeah. afternoon on fucking ESPN three or something." Yeah. Like, but it's I mean? it's like our niche market is like all in tune with it. But right. there's so many other people who would be into that if they just knew it existed exactly. in a way. And sometimes just while YouTube is a big thing, it's just you need that mainstream push, but it's just with battle rap, it literally only has to be a push, not an adjustment. Just put us in that spotlight. Yeah. Let the people take us as we are, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's there's obviously going to be controversy, you know? Of but course. you can't dismantle the sport, you can't change the shit for what it is like. Mm-hmm. If if someone's willing to take that risk and like see like there's 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 love in this shit, bro. Fuck and yeah. That, and that is kind of like not on such a large scale, but that is pretty much what Drake did with Blackout Five. Was he came to Organic and then was like, "You guys already know what you're doing. Let me get involved, but I'm not gonna sit here and make it like my yeah. way. Like you guys do your thing. I just want to be part of the process, and I want to sponsor this event and like help yeah. give you guys the push to help make that happen. And for for people like who aren't in the battle scene and know all this stuff, Drake actually missed the Grammys to come to yeah. a King of the Dot show. Yeah, that, that was for Blackout Five. Yeah, he yeah. skipped the Grammys to do that, and like, um, that's wild, man. yeah, but that's and it's fucking entertainment at its core. It's like it's uh, that was a, that was my favorite event I've worked. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was my favorite event I've worn mm-hmm. for sure. It was epic, man. I would do the same thing if it was a fucking venue like that, the stage like that, the names like that. Mm-hmm. What? Hell yeah. Insanity. Yeah, and, and that was the thing. Like, So Drake was like, like, okay, we want to bring these names out of retirement. We want to make this battle happen and stuff. And he was just like, let me know what you need to make it happen, and you guys do your thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, um... On that note, too, if any millionaires are listening and you just want to give out money and let people do their thing, there's a perfect thing. It's called King of the Dot. Shoutouts to Travis, Gully, Bishop, Kingfly, everybody. and everybody. It's it's uh, There's too many people to shout out. And, guys, I feel like I can make this episode an eight-hour episode. <laughs> but we'll have you both in for a part two. We're a little for over sure. an hour. That felt like 15 minutes in my yeah, brain. Yeah. But uh, I want to get you guys fed, and we're going to hit up one of my favorite bars ever. It's called Tilt. They're not a sponsor of the show, but if you're in Toronto, you got to check out Tilt Arcade uh, Bar. And, yeah, yeah Joe, where can we find all your shit? Um, so Twitter and uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Joe Cash, KOTD, Joe Cash on Facebook, Joe Cash on YouTube, JoeCashMusic.BandCamp.com. I'm not on iTunes or anything yet because I'm a fucking lazy slacker. (laughs) (laughs) But really, I'm just waiting to put a next project together so I can get everything up at once. So that'll be out eventually. But if you just type in Joe Cash, um, other than some famous racing horse from Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> I am the only one out there. And actually, he has a bit of a cooler name than me. He's Lil Joe Cash. Ooh, Lil Joe he Cash. sounds like a rapper. Kentucky Shout horse. out to that horse. But, uh, but yeah, so find me everywhere. Just Joe Cash. My shit will pop up. All right. And Eddie. Uh, Let him know. Eddie got salsa. Facebook.com slash Eddie got salsa. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, YouTube.com slash Eddie. I got salsa. Spotify. Eddie. I. Yeah. Spotify. Eddie. I pretty much everything is Eddie got salsa. Yeah. Snapchat. All that shit. Sick. And for the people listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher or anything else, just to let you know, our home base is www.girthradio.com. Every episode has its own page. You're going to see a couple pictures of these handsome gentlemen in the studio. And if you forget all their plugs, we're going to have links to everything. Eddie Joe's music, battle raps. Like, this this page is going to be fucking all over the place. Epic. <laughs> and, like, Twitch channels. Like, fucking everything. So, come out to that and join the party. That's what's yeah. up. Live from the center of the earth, Girth. I gotta say, baby, it's driving me crazy. You left me out here in the rain. The liquor store lady is looking quite wavy. The homeless man's begging for change. After all my book, I said, wish me some luck, cause my lady, she's wildin' at home. Said, boy, don't you know it's not home, you should go. You're better off all on your own. I told him I faded and patiently waited outside of the store for my cab A smoke and a swig from my bottle of gin and the man disappeared just like that My cab never came so I stood in the rain smoking my cigarette down It wouldn't stop boring I said fuck the store and I walked my drunk ass in the town And I can't remember the last thing I said I love you, or I wish you what I can't remember the last thing I said. Was it I love you, or I wish you were dead? Hey, hey, how are you? The town was deserted, but it was still early. I felt like I shouldn't be. Bottle was done, but the night was still young. I need me a whiskey and beer. The pub was still open. I walked through the door, and to my surprise, inside was packed. They said, Come and join us and order your poison. Just kick up your feet and relax. After some time, the sun started to shine. I hailed a cab out of town. Driving down Main Street, I thought of my baby and wondered if she had come down. I knocked on the front door, but nobody answered, so I let myself in the side. Much to my horror on the kitchen floor, oh my baby, she already and died. And I can't remember the last thing I said. Was it I love you or I wish you were I? I can't remember the last thing I said.